Welcome to the Art of Aesthetic Marketing Podcast, brought to you by Visual Vibe Studios, where we believe that visual strategy and storytelling can help you create digital content that captivates your audience, connects them to your products and services, and converts them into becoming loyal paying customers. If your goal is to attract more patients online, then you've come to the right place. So let's talk about a problem that I see a lot of medical practices experiencing, and that is failing at the customer experience on social media. So let's let's just like expand on that a little bit. I think, Lacey, it all starts with your empathy. Mm-hmm. You need to get out of this mindset of being really company-centric, always thinking, how do I get what I want, and becoming more and more customer-centric and thinking about your customers and how do I help them get what they want. I think this ultimately is connected to the strategic and psychological visual narrative that you construct for your customers online. I agree. So it's essentially what you're saying is that you you put – you put yourself in the shoes of the customer or of the potential patient and mm-hmm. you market your brand as being the solution or giving the vibe that the patient, potential patient is seeking out. Mm-hmm. It's like, it, again, it like comes down to mood. It's like the way it's something makes you feel. And that's why to your point, Dean, I think empathy is such a driving force in that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think a lot of uh, medical practices just, they're all like on all the social media accounts. um, And they think just uploading images or videos is enough. You know, they'll upload like a picture, whether it's a stock photo or something of their practice, but they don't have a strategy behind it. And at the end of the day, they're not going to be successful with the customer experience on social media because they're not taking the time out to develop a strategy that's effective enough to really connect with them and directly respond to the problem that their patients are experiencing. It's just, it's like, it's like almost like a smattering, I think, of just random tidbits, like before and afters or a picture of a random product. And I think, again, like something that you often reinforce, Shan, is that it's, it's, again, it's telling a story. Mm-hmm. Everything needs to flow and there needs to be a narrative that mm-hmm. creates an experience for the potential customer. Mm-hmm. It creates guidelines and a visual framework for these practices to be more effective. But most importantly, it helps you connect your brand to your story. Mm-hmm. Um, so think of your story as the bridge between visual strategy and visual psychology. And the most effective stories include both psychological and strategic techniques. Um, And if you really want to connect with your patients on social media, you need to understand how they both work together. And that's because I think, again, Shannon, it's it's, without like um, hinging the two together, you can, you'll fail. It's, it's, if you, if you could have the most phenomenal, beautiful aesthetic marketing wise, but if it doesn't invoke any kind of emotional response from the client, the customer, it's, it's all for nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so let me just ask you, what do you, uh, how do you feel that visual psychology affects the aesthetic on social media? I think if we, if we use a practical example here, make things clear, I want you to picture Instagram profile or someone else's and think of the visual story that comes to mind the second you start. All of our audience, practice this. <laughs> and, and really just envision, envision yeah. 
talking about because this is a this is huge. Yeah, yeah. And just envision it and start scrolling through the profile. So if this profile has a lot of salesy content, you're feeling now that you're overwhelmed, right? A lot of salesy content. Right? Lots of clutter. Yeah. And I feel like most practices actually get lost in this one. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Just overdo salesy stuff and that just does not speak to uh, your customers at all. It's mm -hmm. so true though. I mean, it's like you can go to so many different aesthetic practices and it's just a random picture of a, of a mm -hmm. serum. Or it is a random picture of um, uh, injectable syringe. And it's like, okay, what now? Yeah. And um, Dina, sorry to break you up, but there, mm -hmm. there's a whole like marketing, uh, like a buyer cycle and you don't start selling until like the very end. You have to nurture your audience and engage them first and kind of build a relationship. So just jumping straight to here's our product, purchase it. Like that's going to be ineffective. You got to like date the customer, you know, right? right? It's like, you've got to really court them. You can't just like go in full blown because A, it's going to come off as like cheap and um, not engaging. Mm -hmm. and also, it doesn't, it doesn't pull, it doesn't pull you in. Mm -hmm. And if you use this kind of salesy content, you probably are using also like a lot of stock images that make you feel more and more disconnected from the mm -hmm. brand, right? You're not seeing like normal human beings. Yeah. No, it's true. I mean, like I think about, you know, um, just shopping for like, like athleisure, right? That's a big thing right now. And I have a particular body type. So if I'm online and I'm looking at girls that are double zeros and the leggings that I'm wanting, I'm like, that's not going to work for me. You know, mm -hmm. I want to see people that I can relate to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Speaking of people that you can relate to, it's also, um, something that probably will make you feel that you're not associated with this practice or brand or this product or service is not for you if this profile is picturing or providing a lot of images that are talking about a specific race or a specific gender that you might not associate with right mm -hmm. exactly yeah on the contrary if there are a lot of if this profile has a lot of testimonials of people that you can relate to then probably you'll feel like this, oh, this product or services does really work and I can associate with the people that are talking about it, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so whatever narrative that comes to mind is the constructive visual story that this social media profile is providing. Yeah, and that's very important. Uh, if you just even think about your personal Instagram profile, mm -hmm. that in itself is a constructed visual story, whether you've intentionally done it or not. But yeah. if someone doesn't know you and goes to that profile, they're already creating a narrative of who you are in their head. You know, if you post, if, if you post a lot of like pictures of like food, they probably think you're like really into food or your chef or something. Um, so back to Dina's point about like, considering like the race, the gender, uh, the stock, use of stock images, you really want to make sure that all of those elements are telling the right narrative to your audience. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Absolutely. Um, so then let's talk about some like visual strategies like color. How do you feel that this is important like in terms of selecting what's right for your brand? Um, I think color plays a very important role in how your brand is perceived. Um, color psychology is a study of colors in relation to human behavior and it affects our day-to-day -day decisions, um, even like the items that we purchase. Right. Um, 
And colors like red can capture attention, but they can also be associated with different feelings, like feelings of excitement, passion, but also danger mm. and happiness. Mm, um, yeah. So you have to be very selective with the color that you use and be very mindful of the um, message that it's conveying. Um, but I will say a lot of iconic brands like YouTube and Coca-Cola are using yeah. the color red pretty effectively. I know it's very commonly associated with danger, um, but they use it to invoke happiness. And that's what I think when I see Coca-Cola or YouTube, I think happiness, I've associated that emotional story with their brand. Mm -hmm. um, so color psychology can be used in your visual, your visual strategy to help determine your visual story. Yeah, it does. I mean, and even there's so many psychological studies that have been shown how there's actual color therapy that will invoke particular emotions. So using that as a component to um, reinforce the way you want a potential customer to feel, I think is, mm -hmm. it's, so, it's so important. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about visual hierarchy, which is a strategy that we use in marketing, right? So mm -hmm. how can you use visual arrangements in a way that implies importance and also invokes like a sense of urgency? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, in visual psychology, one of the most fundamental skills you need to master is the art of controlling where your audience are looking. Mm -hmm. So in most design work, we control this user attention by increasing or decreasing how noticeable specific visual design elements are. Because first impressions, they leave lasting impressions on your audience and you want to make them count, right? So from a visual design perspective, you would make the most important elements larger in size, possibly even like brighter in color or maybe thicker in font. So they're really, so they really stand out, you know, allowing your audience to notice them first. So this technique works especially well if you're trying to inspire your audience to take action, as Dina explained. If your audience doesn't notice your call to action buttons on your website, those by the way are the buttons on your website that get your user to submit a form. Um, <laughs> but if you don't get your audience to notice these buttons, then you won't get new leads. You won't get new customers. And if your audience doesn't see your persuasive words, then you won't persuade. So your social media marketing efforts or your marketing efforts in general may not be as effective as they can be. So the key point in um, what Dina mentioned earlier is the power of control and visual strategy and psychology give you that. Once you have that element of control, then you can direct the response that you want from your users. That makes sense. I mean, I even personally, when I was developing my own website, I remember I, I was kind of struggling just with getting leads. And I realized that my call to action, so like a submit an inquiry form or something like that, were actually the same color as the majority of my website. So it just blends right in. And so I think to your point, Shan, it's so important to make sure that that becomes, like that click is what gets you the customer. That's the vehicle that helps you grab a hold of them. So it's important to make sure that those things specifically stand out. Personally, I think that the most persuasive visual strategy and psychological technique is video storytelling, just like we've been talking about. So Definitely. how then can practices use video marketing, video marketing is huge, and use that to attract more patients online? Mm -hmm. You know, people are 85% more likely 
to make a purchase after watching your video. And I personally am definitely included in this statistic simply because videos are the most authentic representation of a brand, if you ask me. So I personally hate seeing text reviews and almost always search for a video testimonial because mm -hmm. I can actively see a real life person sharing their experience online. And that almost always makes me want to complete a purchase, especially, right. yeah, if it's a relatable content, right? Yeah, well, it becomes more tangible. You know, it just becomes something that is easier to relate to. It's just real. Yes. Well, it's like, I mean, think about, for instance, so like I follow all of these animal accounts, right? And I, like late at night when I can't sleep, which is pretty often, I just get on line and I just start scrolling through like the Dodo or the local Humane Society. And the first thing that I do is I watch a video because I feel like I'm there hanging out with the cats or walking the dog. And it just invokes so much more emotion in me than uh, just a stock image of a sad cat with like a Sarah McLaughlin, you know, tune in the back. I was on Instagram the other day and I noticed this ad from Curology, which sells skincare products. And the way that they promote their product to me is genius. It's essentially a series of testimonial videos and product demonstration videos from actual people. Um, and it wasn't professionally shot. You can literally see them holding their cell phone and that selfie angle. If anything, it looks like the customers may have filmed it themselves. And that to me makes it so much more real and definitely builds my trust in their product. Because uh, I personally don't know if it actually works but they do yeah. a great job at convincing me that it does. And by the way, guys, Curology did not pay us to say that, okay? Heads up. <laughs> so, I, so I love this episode because I feel like we've really been able to go over everything from color psychology to visual hierarchy and video storytelling. Mm -hmm. So um, I really do believe that these are all tools that you can use to create a very powerful and effective visual marketing strategy. And that goes to show you how powerful your brand can be if you bring visual strategy and visual psychology together to effectively tell your brand's visual story. All right, guys, so we just want to sincerely thank you so much for joining us. We are so lucky to have you here and hope you continue to listen. And let us know if you're enjoying our podcast by leaving a rating or review. It would just be really, really appreciated. And also, if you haven't already, don't forget to follow or subscribe to this podcast for more valuable content just like this. <laughs> so thanks for joining us again, guys. And uh, we look forward to seeing you next time.